Soy, the final frontier. I'm Comrade Britton. And I am Fanboy Pat. These are the voyages of the starship USS Hijinks, our ongoing mission. To seek out new crossover episodes, both cringe and based, and to boldly go... For jokes and gaffs galore! Soy Trek the podcast is here! Soy Trek! One half meat and one half clear! 100% communist! Unless we have a less leftist guest! Yes, I'm Britain. We're talking, joking, farting, and shitting all about Star Trek. Like our buttholes, the show is wrecked. Soy Trek, the podcast is here. So listen to Soy Trek right in your ears. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, good gravy. This gravy's so good. Oh, it's just Ooh. brown and water. Brown and water? What do you mean brown? Oh, you know, uh, it's from The Simpsons. No. When he says, oh, good gravy. And then he's like, oh, thank you. It's just brown and water. No. I'm not going to get all your Simpsons references. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Great reference. You could you could say anything and say it's a Simpsons reference. And uh, if it's not from like the first six seasons, I'll be <laughs> like, yeah, I, I guess it is. Yep. Yeah. Super. <laughs> It's what, uh, it's, it's what I know instead of other things like math, math, how to talk to people, yeah, <laughs> manners, manners, <laughs> etiquette, uh, wiping my ass. Uh, that, that's why you got a bidet, brother. <laughs> that is you why don't I need to know how to wipe your ass. Exactly. Like they they make supplements for that. They I, I, now it's like sparkling clean. Yeah. Um, cool. Sparkling. Yeah, yeah sparkling. Do you like put pop rocks on it afterwards or something? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, just yeah, like a little. Like, oh, I, oh, I actually like. I got a hot wax option. Oh, okay. So it's like you know, how you, with your car after you wash it, you can get get you know, get a uh, car wash and get a hot wax. And right, right. So I have the bidet option that just uh-huh. like blasts all the shit off my butthole, oh, and nice. then I have uh, then I turn a knob and then it goes to the hot wax and then it just then it puts like a nice waxy sheen on it, like Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's a guy who's that's a moist guy. Like he looks like a wax figure. He's so moist all the time. It is. Uh, yeah, he is. He's very. He's very interesting. Just like because I I did hear like he's supposedly like beat HIV. Like Magic Johnson. Yeah, like Magic Johnson. I mean, that just shows like like I think like South Park is an episode that shows like like it does like as long as you have like the cure for it is money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like as long as you have enough money you're fine. Yeah. No, that's that's for basically everything. Yeah, it really is. Like yeah. You don't you don't see like fucking that's why like, you know, you, you, captains you, of industry, Henry Kissinger, they're all still alive. Yeah. Henry Kissinger's 100 years old and went to China recently. Yeah. I wish uh instead of China he went to um hell. Yeah. Cuz that's where he belongs. That's a piece of shit. Yeah. There'd be like Oh, uh, this is your captain speaking. Looks like we're going to take an uh, un, un, uh, unplanned uh, emergency landing in Vietnam. Yeah, or <laughs> Cambodia. Cambodia. He's like, oh, oh God. Oh, oh God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just let on a group full of people onto the plane and they just rip him lip from limb. <laughs> yeah. And then just eat him right oh, there. Oh, my God. That would be too perfect for him. Yeah. He really deserves to be beaten to death by the hands of Cambodians or Vietnamese. Yeah. Or, 
uh, uh, any of the people that he bombed out of existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He does. He, de- he deserves everything bad. But, you know, but we live in America where the uh, wicked go unpunished and actually flourish. No, the flourish. wicked get rewarded. The wicked get rewarded. You, uh, you, the more wickeder you are, the mm-hmm. more uh, rewarded you are. Yeah, before she became Secretary of State, uh, Hillary Clinton, in fact, in like her confirmation <laughs> hearing, said that uh, one of her greatest heroes of statecraft is, guess who? Henry Kissinger. Henry fucking Kissinger. Yeah. Which is uh, an evil thing to admit. Yeah, it is. Like, that's the craziest thing you can possibly well, admit. Well, I think at, at that, like, really, she was speaking to the her other fellow ghouls. Yeah, yeah. And so all the, all the fellow ghouls are just nodding in agreement, like, yeah, duh, of course. Oh, yeah, or the, one of our best states statesmen of all time, you know? Yeah. He's only responsible for the deaths of, like, two, two, three million civilians. I watched him eat a live baby, and they're just like, yeah, and it's like, of course, like, we all know that, and everyone else is like, Oh, I recognize, you know, more normal people are just like, I recognize that name, and I think he's a politician or something, does yeah. something, like, I don't know. And no, he worked across the aisle, because he worked for Nixon and Kennedy. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, so everyone is like, okay, whatever, but yeah, it was, it was more of a message to her fellow ghouls. Yeah, yeah. The, she, you know, that's the, just, just her saying, like, hey, you know what, if you do war crimes, you're just going to be, like, lionized eventually. <laughs> yeah. Because we don't fucking, you know, we're, we're not part of the League of Nations and the Hague and shit, so we don't give a fuck. We're never going to be held accountable at the Hague because we're not part of that system. Yep. And But we'll, like, demand that other, quote-unquote, war criminals like Gaddafi and shit like that go to the Hague. And I'm like, mm-hmm. he's, he's not. <laughs> like, what we did to him was a war crime. Yeah. He wasn't doing war crimes. No. We do war crimes every R- day. R.I.P. Gaddafi. Muammar Gaddafi was a great leader. Uh, look him up. Uh, like all of the criticism on his Wikipedia is the funniest neoliberal bullshit trying to throw him under the bus, mm-hmm. and it's all fucking laughable. Like yeah. it's, it, 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 like it's stuff that's like, uh, oh, he nationalized this industry. I'm like, yeah, that's a that's a good thing. <coughs> no, and yeah. he killed a couple people who were in charge of the industry. I'm like, yes, also a good thing. Also a good thing. I don't, uh, yeah, show me where he was wrong, please. <laughs> Show me on the doll where he was wrong. The, the only time Gaddafi was wrong is when he gave up his nukes to the UN yeah. under promise that they would protect him and his power. And right after that, the fucking United States and the UN mm. supported a coup that got him murdered in the most horrific, violent way fucking possible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and like, I think Hillary was bragging how he was raped and stuff. And yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, horrific. Pretty, pretty wild. It's fucked up. Yeah. But none of that has to do with today's episode. No, no, no. Today's episode. <laughs> today's episode is actually very lighthearted. A little bit, yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's uh, let's just jump right in. Yeah. Feet first, baby. Woohoo! So, uh, we got a new episode of Strange New Worlds this week, uh, released on. Actually, it was last week. Yeah. They released it last Saturday, July twenty second, twenty twenty three, uh, because they showed it at um, San Diego Comic Con, I think. Hmm. And uh, because of that, like a lot of people saw. I was wondering why it was like, what, was it released Monday or something? Yeah, they. Uh, or Sunday? Su- uh, Saturday, I think. Saturday, that's um, right. Yeah, but they, they showed it at the Comic Con and they were like, well, enough people have seen it already. Let's just release it early. Yeah, it's like, well, yeah, you got like, what, five more days until it's released. It's like, yeah. Yeah, why? It's just going to be talked about online. Right, you're just teasing then. at that point. Yeah. Right? Mm, yeah, so. 
Um, <coughs> so they decided to release it, uh, which I think was a fun decision. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I was very surprised. And I was like, oh, I guess I'll watch the episode now. Yeah, but then they pushed up uh, the other episodes all a week. And so we actually got two episodes this week. Mm-hmm. And so right after this, we're going to do another episode. So yeah. look out for that. Listen for that, everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, this is episode seven of Strange New Worlds, season two. Uh, called Those Old Scientists. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're familiar with that reference, it's a reference to a Lower Decks episode where uh, uh, they refer to the TOS era. Is uh, They call it the Those Old Scientists. Yeah, era. oh, I love the TOS era. Why do you keep calling that? Like, those Old Scientists. <laughs> yeah, you know, like Bones McCoy and Spock. Yeah. Just a, b- a bunch of old scientists exploring. Yeah. Which is, is fun. I, I always liked that when they did that in the show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, just, it's fun here, too. Yeah. So <clears throat> uh, this one was written by uh, Catherine Lynn, who wrote a uh, previous episode, uh, Charades, of the series, oh, okay. and also wrote uh, the episode uh, Wedge Dudge from, uh, from Lower Decks. Mm. And so... Uh, She's no stranger to wackiness. And she is, I believe, the only writer who has written an episode of both Strange New Worlds and... Um, <coughs> Uh, lower decks prior mm. to this so makes sense. it makes sense for to put her in this but mm. uh it also has probably the most accomplished uh writer for one of the most accomplished writers for strange new worlds bill wolkoff also co-wrote it and uh, he wrote lift us uh where suffering cannot reach mm. and ghosts of illyria oh nice yeah, yeah i like both those episodes a lot yeah, yeah me too uh, ghosts of illyria was okay uh, Lift Us We're Suffering uh, Cannot Reach was a really good like classic Star Trek yeah. episode though. Really that was excellent and then this episode is directed by none other than Daddy Jonathan Frakes Johnny Frakes also known as Will T. Riker also mm. known as Thomas Riker <laughs> um, and I think he was also on a soap opera that's a that's all of his acting roles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He started out early on a soap opera in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think The Young and the Restless, maybe yeah. or something like that. But um, yeah, then he made his way uh, onto onto TNG, and yeah. he's pretty much just remained in Star Trek ever since. Yeah. I mean, of course, he did the uh, um, Factor Fiction. Mm. Uh, oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, that that show for several years. I think it was like four seasons. He did it. So. It is wild. Like he did that, and William Shatner at the same time was doing Rescue Nine One One. That's true. But yeah. I mean, William Shatner's had a pretty storied career. He's had a yeah. lot of big roles. Like, he was in Boston Legal for seven years. Yeah. That um, was very strange. And uh, in a few years, he's going to be in hell. Yeah, in a few years in hell, yeah. yeah. I tried reading his um, his uh, Tech War books, and I oh, really? didn't like it. <laughs> I have the entire Tech War series on my server. Oh, sick. We should watch that. Yeah. Dude, tech, wa- tech War reviews. Yeah. Is, isn't it kind of like a, an offshoot of Star Trek somewhat? Uh, kind of reminded me more of um, the robot series by Isaac Asimov. Okay. To me personally, like I didn't get too far, but like that's kind of like the world seemed. Mm-hmm. Like iRobot. Yeah, and kind of like just like uh, um, yeah, like uh, what was it? Like uh, God damn, I can't remember the name of the detective. Like the detective series where it's like with he's with like an android named Daniel Alva. Oh well. An android named Daniel. Daniel. Yeah, it's a terrible name for a robot. <laughs> it's like Dan Eel, D A N E E L. Mm, I don't even try. I it's pronounced Daniel or Dan Daniel Daniel. Denial. 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 Yeah. Denial's not just a river in Egypt anymore. Nope. It's also a robot now. It's also a robot. 
Yeah, he and but he go, he, he spans over several. He also spans into the um, Foundation series. Mm-hmm. He ends up becoming in the Foundation series because he ends up like living a really long time because the Foundation series spans like tens of thousands of years. Yeah, Foundation's rad as hell. It it's been good. a long time since I read it, but I really want to watch the series <coughs> on Apple Plus. I've heard that's good. Yeah, I want to watch that too. I need to get Apple Plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe I'll get Apple Plus for the podcast. Oh, yeah. If I can find any more money in the Patreon. <laughs> Milk that teat. Hell, yeah. So, by the way, uh, patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs. If you're listening to this, for as little as $2 a month, you can go on there and, uh, you know, give us give some money. Yeah, and we'll milk you. Yeah, we'll milk your, your cock. Mm-hmm. Or your tits. Yeah, or, or your, your prostate. Yeah, yeah, whatever whatever you got. We'll find Whatever you got. We'll figure out a way to milk it, you know? Just whatever you got, I'll milk it. Just point to something and tell me what you want me to milk come on man <laughs> milk it all right you're ready to jump right into this episode with it with it have you seen that guy on i think on twitter it's like he's named as the dallas milkman no that sounds great yeah it's great his make, he makes just videos of him just like in a ski mask sucking dudes off <laughs> cool <laughs> So this episode starts on an ensign's log from Bradward Boimler from yeah. Lower Decks. Um, and they're headed towards Kroloth B, home of the Kroloth B portal, mm. which was originally discovered by Pike and his crew, according to records. But it's been an inactive for 120 years at this point. Mm. So uh, Tendi and Rutherford are also there, and they're very excited about the science of the portal. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, science. Um, Science rules. Yeah, which I don't know why, but when Tendi and Rutherford do it, like, I think it's funny. Yeah. When they, like, do it on Discovery and Stamets is like, oh, science fucking fucks, you motherfucker. Tilly, like, this is science, people. Yeah, and she's like, this is science, you bitch fuck faggot face. (laughs) And everyone's like, what are you, you don't have to curse. What are you talking about? Science fucking rocks. Yeah. Ah! Yeah, they, they, they get way too excited about science on that. They do. But, but it I, makes sense it's coming from a cartoon. Yeah, and also, like, two people with very good comic timing versus, um, <laughs> you know, like, the guy who plays Paul Stamets, um, mm-hmm. uh, he doesn't have good comic timing. No. I gotta say. Terrible. No, I mean, that's the thing. Like, he just I, comes you, off as you, a dickhead for, like, everyone's jokes. You see like, in, the, in this jokes. episode, I think, um, like, you know, there's dramatic actors that make very good, uh, do very good comedy. But they do it as drama. They do it as drama. They play very good straight men. Like exactly. Like Mbinga, mm-hmm. I think, is a very good straight man in this. He has, like, <laughs> one part that made me, like, actually laugh out loud. <laughs> Same. Like, yeah, yeah, two lines that made me laugh hysterically. Oh, yeah, like the, the one about the like, <coughs> the, the little device. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that, that one, like, set me off. I fucking <laughs> and in the end, like, what is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the very end. That was also very funny. Like, I, and, like, I was like, Mbinga makes such a good straight man, and I, I wish they utilized him more in this episode. I wish they just utilized him more in general i mean the next episode they do utilize him a good he does bit. yeah um, but i but i think like there could have been there's a there would have been a whole bunch of more comedic moments like mm-hmm. you know like obviously they pair him with you know boimler or spock and like but i think like Mbinga was a better straight man than spock was yes and i, I agree and that, that would have like i think like that would have had more really funny comedic moments between him and Mbinga. true but i did but everything else was really good yeah so <laughs> Um, so <coughs> Tendi, Rutherford, Boimler, and Mariner go down to the planet, and Tendi says that the portal was founded by Orions, uh, mm. in contradiction to Starfleet records. Mm-hmm. 
So the away team accidentally activates the porter, and Boimler falls in and goes back into the past. Yes. And we do it by, like, taking a picture. Accidentally mm-hmm. activates the portal. Yeah, use the hollow camera. Mm-hmm. So uh, Boimler comes out of the other side of the portal, uh, sees Spock, and immediately passes out. Mm-hmm. And he's flesh. He's meat. He's in meat space yes, He's now. like, oh, wow, you guys look very realistic. And <laughs> yeah. Kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, and then... They, I, think, I do like how Jack Quaid is... Jack Quaid is very talented. Like, I was yes. thinking about this, like, earlier. He's, I think, he's a Nepo baby, but he's very talented. Yeah, like, I was thinking about, like, how he is called a Nepo baby, but he is he's very talented. Even, like, in the episode that he did on Red Letter Media, like, he's... Yeah, no, very funny. He's, he's very intelligent about film. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he's he, film is very interesting to him. Like, he's, he's yeah. someone who is, like, takes his role as an actor very seriously. Yeah. And he's, like... And everything I've seen him in, he's excellent in. So, yeah. I, I don't, like, I, he's, like, I think that... It, Calling him a nepo baby isn't fair. Like when the, cause I the, mean, it is and it isn't. Because there's isn't, no isn't. way he would have started landing like major roles. No. immediately in his like mid twenties if his yeah. last name was not Quaid. Yes, because he's not. He's, I mean, an interesting looking guy, but he's not like really hot or anything. No. And so there's no reason to cast him except for like he's a good actor. Yeah. And here's 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 a little secret about Hollywood. Mm. They don't cast you because you're a good actor. <laughs> yeah. No. No, I that mean, doesn't they, happen. They used anymore. to. I mean, that's a thing. Like when you look back at back like, when old, they, old movies, like back when they had to use film and you had to pay for film. Yeah. yeah. But now that they can just let the fucking like the digital film run mm-hmm. continuously indefinitely. Yeah. They're just like just keep doing takes until you get it right. Yeah, and so yeah. that's why we see so many projects with fucking complete non actors. Like yeah. there was that uh, recent, I think, HBO show that starred The Weeknd. Yeah, I didn't. The weekend has never acted in his fucking life, and I mean, apparently he, he he's wa- terrible in it. He was in, um, uh, what's it called, Uncut Gems, but playing himself. Right. And Which, all he had to do was be horny for uh, what's her f- un- for uh, un- Uncut Gems. Right. Uncut Jams. Yeah, yeah. And like and uh, uh, whatever Fox her name. Uh, Julia Fox. Julia Fox. So yeah, yeah he had to be horny for Julia Fox, which is like it's like you know you don't really act that hard for that but it's just like yeah, yeah. he's playing himself being horny mm-hmm. so it's just like okay and it's very small yeah and and like conversely i forget the name of the was it Kyrie irving the basketball player they had in that movie i think yeah whoever the basketball player was they had he killed it in he did role. an excellent job he was obviously kind of playing a version of himself but they gave yeah. him a lot of meat and he fucking chewed all the meat off the yeah. bone it was great and i was i was listening to how the safety brothers like didn't didn't want initially wanted they needed because they, they were using real like um footage from a uh, uh basketball game mm-hmm. and they needed a basketball game that like went along you know went in a very dramatic way as you know as it does in that and so they were hoping for this one for this one um uh one basketball player but then they had to use him who's on a, a team that they they don't like you know he's from, huh? he's from boston or something so uh, it's just like so it's like yeah so it's like an enemy to them and so they're like because they're from new york I assume. yeah yeah and so they're like so he's considered an enemy to them and he, I, I i think he does play that up because he does come off somewhat villainous he does <laughs> but it's it's fun yeah like, it's, it's fun and like you, you can tell they're all having fun you know mm-hmm. and like them you know joking on him like <laughs> but he did an excellent job like everyone everyone was great in that movie I love yeah that movie. that's a great movie it's uh the most anxiety inducing movie i've <laughs> I ever watched it is like i like, was surprised like, like i was and and I was, yeah it's funny like adam sandler does such a good job mm-hmm. when he wants to but he keeps doing all that bullshit yeah every time but. he collects a fucking check for the next fucking um like grown-ups movie he goes yeah. This is how I win. This is how I win. So, but yeah, with, with Jack though, I want to say like, I just like, I think he's, I think he's, very much like, 
earn like he's he's one of the most talented nepo babies out there yes he's like, still a nepo baby and i but i like seeing him in things yeah and, and like usually when i think of nepo baby i think uh, you know obviously like you know i think what and that's in that show you know the weekends and i mm -hmm. think that's johnny depp's daughter oh who, yeah who she was plays, also in yoga hosers yeah who played opposite her, and she that's more obviously nepo baby where yeah because she, she is, is terrible <laughs> she's terrible she's not like, good she at not, acting she like she would not even be anywhere near like, no they would not let her in front of a camera like no. if if she paid them unless her last yeah, name was Depp. exactly but uh, you know jack quaid you know he's he fucking kills it whatever he does, reason. He does. Yeah. but once again he would never have gotten the roles if his last name wasn't no, quaid. no so you know it's a thing it's i i i could get why someone would be like oh i don't like him he's a nepo baby yeah. i'd be like okay well yeah he is a nepo he's he's a nepotism baby mm. like by definition yeah Mm -hmm. Like his dad's a big famous actor, mm -hmm. and now he's a big famous actor, and he has the same last name as his dad. Yeah, like I and I, that's why I like to. I mean, you know, Nick Cage is technically a nepo. Technically, but okay. he changed his name yeah. so he wouldn't be a nepo baby, yeah. which fucking respect. <laughs> same with uh, same with like Emilio Estevez. Like yeah. even though his real last name's Estevez. Fucking uh, Martin Sheen changed his last name, and then Charlie Sheen changed his net last name, so he could be a nepo baby. Yeah. And Estevez was like, "No, I'm just keeping my <laughs> last name." Yeah. Plus, it rolls off the tongue. Yeah, um, Emilio Sheen doesn't. No. <laughs> but Charlie Estevez is an awesome name. Charlie Estevez is a cool name. Yeah, it really is. Estevez is just a sick last name. It is. Oh. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. What a cool name. Mm -hmm. But yeah. But I love Jack Wade. I yeah. like him and everything. And then we got Joe Estevez, who's oh, yeah. my boy. I love fucking him. Love Joe Estevez. Did you see the Eagle Heart episode that he's in? Yes. Yeah. He's he's great <laughs> in that. So fucking. He's funny. so fucking good in like everything uh, on cinema. The on cinema. cinema yeah, yeah. He's so fucking good in Donald G. Jackson films. I yeah. highly recommend. Um, I don't think he did it, but the 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 catcher, mm. which is about. Um, an abusive dad played by Joe Estevez <laughs> and uh, like he abuses his son while his son's playing baseball so his son beats him to death with a baseball bat <laughs> and he goes to jail for like 20 years mm. and then when he gets released from jail his dad's ghost comes back and tells him to kill people with a baseball bat it's so good I love that it's so good and you know what he was also in Apocalypse Now that's true he was yeah, uh, yeah and he, also he, uh, he, like when Martin Sheen I guess had like the flu or, or some sort of like illness like mm. He like did that scene in the beginning when like Martin Sheen's just like in his room just dancing around being weird like 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 uh, Joe Estevez that it was was that was actually Joe Estevez. Oh, is it? I don't know. Yeah, that. yeah, that's fun. Cool. Yeah, we love Joe Estevez. Go we check out Joe Estevez. A, yeah, go check out a Joe Estevez movie. This is a Joe Estevez pause now. Pause. Yeah. pause. <laughs> yeah. We're Joe Estevez positive. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> we only have a couple years left on our life. Thank um, God. This <laughs> uh, can't come soon enough. Um, <clears throat> so next we get uh, th goes to credits from here, and they do the entirety of the Strange New Worlds intro animated. Yes, and it's awesome. <laughs> it's really it good. is awesome. They do it perfectly. They even I don't know if you noticed they put the koala in there. Did they? I didn't notice. Yeah, the koala's like in a nebula, like it is in, uh, uh, in the Lower Decks. I have to rewatch yeah. it. I was yeah. thinking about rewatching it when I uh, watched the other episode uh, mm -hmm. last night. I was just like, oh, I should rewatch the old scientist episode. Yeah, yeah. good episode. Yeah. So, uh, next we open up with a captain's log from Pike. So, en route to deliver grain to Setlik 2, uh, they encounter a time traveler, mm -hmm. which is Boimler there. Boimler. 
So Pike greets Boimler and tries to stop. Uh, Boimler tries to stop the program before realizing it ain't no program. Mm -hmm. He's in reality, baby. This is reality, girl. This one back in time, girl. Going back in time. True. Uh, so Pike introduces Boimler around, and Boimler is absolutely in awe to be on a ship that he, like, uh, idolizes. Mm -hmm. And pretty much everyone in Starfleet, I'm sure, idolizes yeah. the, the Enterprise at that point. So next we uh, go over to Laon, and uh, Laon goes over temporal protocols with Boimler. Um, but he keeps messing up. Yeah. And he's like, uh, he says, like, Worf's, Worf's honor. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Which was, like, kind of hammy, but I, I still found it fun. Yeah. Which is a lot of this episode. Like, they're, they ham it up a lot in this episode, mm -hmm. but, like, in a way that feels true to both Lower Decks and Strange New Worlds. Mm -hmm. and, and, it's, and I think that is a credit to, like, the actors, you know, like, both Mariner and, you know, Tondi Newsom and, uh, mm -hmm. and Jack Quaid is, like, they're able to f physically embody their cartoon counterparts I mean, seamlessly. I mean, I think that's to their credit, but also the credit of the um, original character designer. Yeah, it was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna make these. I think it might be Phil Murphy. I wonder if they if they if they kind of like had that intention from the beginning too. Mm -hmm. Probably, like, I mean, yeah, they they do both look very similar to their characters. Yeah, so they play them well. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. I even think like Noelle Wells. Um, she, she does look like Tendi, but she, not yeah. green. Yeah, she could just dye her green. I think she probably she could have got there, but I was like, oh yeah, they're probably not bringing her and Rutherford. Yeah, yeah, and Ruther Rutherford doesn't. Rutherford's not nearly as built as his no. character. Like and also, that would, also, I was thinking like, oh, that would be hard to explain his like hardware. Uh, yeah, true. Like the hardware, the hardware would be definitely like uh, a breach of temporal. And that, that's a, with the with the breach of the, like the temporal protocols and stuff. Like, I was saying like, you know, it is kind of funny that they just let. Boimler and Mariner have full range of the ship. Yeah. I was just like... And they just kind of, like, hand wave it a couple of times and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, the hand waving is stuff like, uh, you can't do anything worse now and stuff like that. Like, it's like, oh. you definitely can. <laughs> yeah, 100% could. Always can do something worse while going back in time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just like just like the back in time um, Simpsons episode where uh, Homer steps on a fish and ends up making it rain donuts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, like... I actually get that reference. Yeah, I actually get so that thank reference. You. Thank you. <laughs> but like, yeah, like they they should have maybe had more, you know, a little restraint on them. But then we wouldn't have had a funny episode. Right, right. I I thought this episode was honestly expertly written. Yes, I thought yeah. it was both a great lower decks episode and a great strange new worlds episode. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Like everyone on the internet, even people who are pretty down on modern Trek, pretty much everyone seemed to love it. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I I do I do like. Uh, like the Stranger World cast, like you know, obviously since it's a more dramatic show, even mm -hmm. though we've had a lot of silly episodes this season, they're all decent at comedy. They're all except for like Lawn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like I will say, I did like how they were all very playing it very very straight. Mm -hmm. uh, also, I don't. Well, I I guess we never really saw Mbenga be funny until this episode. No, which is maybe why I found him so funny is because he's <laughs> always playing it so straight. He and he was finally funny for a couple moments. I'm like, damn, dude can do comedy. <laughs> yeah. That's surprising. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would have liked some more moments with him, though. That, that was, that's my only. That's my only thing that not I not enough Mbenga. Not enough Mbenga. Like I think he. I think he had the potential to be very, very funny in this episode. Indeed. So, next we go over to Pike's room, and Boimler's in there talking to himself, and he sees a uh, historical saddle, <laughs> Pike's historical saddle, and he goes, 
Oop, Riker, and <laughs> throws his leg over it and sits on the saddle. Which I, I saw some interview uh, between him, uh, Jack Quaid and uh, Jonathan Frakes, and uh, Jack Quaid uh, improv that. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And like he's like he's just like, uh, he, and I guess like obviously you know Riker's you know Frakes is Jonathan the director, Frakes, so yeah. he's just like, oh, keeping it. Yeah, we're <laughs> keeping it in. We're Don't you dare it. cut that. <laughs> I did like that interview because like it was Will Wheaton uh, interviewing them, and Will Wheaton was immediately, <sighs> immediately like, "Well, that's where I did it," and it's like, "Bro, we're talking about that." Like, but mm-hmm. Will Wheaton had to interject that he he also incorporated into his character in um, and uh, TNG. I was like, "Shut up!" Will Wheaton up. is like the most annoying puppy dog. <laughs> yeah, like. Gorgeous. He's just like I mean he's he, he acts like he a is, child. He, he is like a puppy dog, but so I would feel a little sad if I drowned him in a bathtub. Like I would be like just holding him under the water and I'd just be like, Aw, but this has to happen. No, he's <laughs> like he's like a baby pit bull who both mm. of those parents were incredibly violent and oh, so yeah. like you just know he's not gonna end up well. Yeah, you're you're just like you At the know, same time he's fifty years old. He's yeah. as he's as old as Anson Mount. Is he? Uh, same age. Damn. Uh huh. That's wild. I think I think uh, Will Wheaton's a couple of months older. Wow. Yeah. Look at how look at how they've aged. <laughs> look at how those two have aged. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, like Anson Mount looks what looks like uh, Will Wheaton's adult version. From uh, when, when, uh, a little a little bit when uh, uh, his his he's a little more hunky and like built. Yeah. Like the the adult version of Will Wheaton. Well, yeah, like you know, but like in the episode where um, Q aged. Will yeah, Wheaton. yeah, and he's wearing the sweater. Yeah, like yeah. He's all fucking hunky and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he's he's hunky Will Wheaton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's where Will Wheaton went wrong. Is he just like never put in the work and worked out or anything <laughs> like that? And so he just like instead of like becoming you know because like a lot of fucking especially if they they get like really built in mm. in their uh you know in their like early 20s a lot of like young teen actors become like really big adult actors well, i think uh, yeah, you know because he was in what's it called did, did he do um stand by me stand by me first or uh, after P- tng being cast in TNG? oh before far yeah. before oh, a yeah, couple far, years before yeah yeah because mm. yeah, there is like that you know especially with kid actors they, they need to stay like childlike so i can see like not necessarily i mean i'm, I'm thinking about um uh, what's his face? Who was in like Magic Mike? Um, the star of Magic Mike. Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum, mm-hmm. a kid actor. Was he? Yeah, mm-hmm. he was like uh, you know he was like in his teens. He was a teen actor. But also, then, uh, what's it called? The dude from um, um, Breakfast Club. Oh, the um, nerd. I mean, pretty much everyone in that cast went on to be big. That's true. Except, but like uh, except, uh, but the judge, guy, who, the judge, guy who played uh, the nerd, Judge, Judge. No, no, I'm thinking of the other guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but Emilio Estevez was in that. Yeah. And then um, the other guy, but then the nerd, mm. you know, he bulked up and he was like the bully in Edward Scissorhands. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he went on to do the Dead Zone and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, God, what's his name? Judge something, right? It's not no, Judge not, Reinhold, not, not, No, he's not Judge Reinhold. Oh, I can't uh, remember his name. Oh, God, what's... Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, he's got three names, doesn't he? Yes. Uh, we're not going to get it. Who cares? No, fuck Anyway, it. let's continue. <laughs> um, <Yeah. clears throat> so... Uh, Next, uh, Boimler meets Ahura, and he's like, oh, boy, you're Ahura. And she's like, oh, well, uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I do like how she's just kind of, like, weirded out that everyone's just like, oh, you're Ahura. And then she's like, yes. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> at this point, she's still just an ensign. She's like a 22-year-old ensign yeah, who just got promoted. So I, I, it, it was weird to, like, fill her in, like, oh, yeah, you become a legendary 
person. And <laughs> oh, it wouldn't be weird to, weird to fill her in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, I know what no. you're saying. I know what oh. you're saying. I mean, I'd make it weird, but that's, that that's what I'm weird, into. Yeah. That's what I'm into. But, yeah, just like, but everyone's telling me that she goes on to do great things. I feel like we could potentially give her, like, some sort of complex, I feel. Yeah, that, that like. would that'd do it to me. Like, if people from they the went, If someone from the past uh, came to you and or the future were just like, oh. <gasps> Oh my god yeah at like 20 year old you mm-hmm. <laughs> and like you're just like oh i would my god. i would laugh in their face yeah i'd be yeah. like do you know what a loser i am come yeah. on get the fuck out of here like <laughs> the only way i'm becoming a hero is if like 99 percent of the human race gets wiped out because then it's <laughs> just, just process like, of elimination and, and then they just like stare at you very quietly like oh my god this is 99 percent of the population <laughs> <laughs> cool cool <laughs> do it so down on the portal planet, uh, Mbenga and Spock try to figure out how to um, reignite the portal. And uh, <coughs> was this the part where Mbenga was funny, I think? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so Boimler um, is there, and he talks about Mbenga's like, little uh, scanning device. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, they've improved on those a lot. Yeah. You know, I mean... I, uh, they, they haven't really improved on those at all. Like, I guess they got smaller and, like, less prone to explosion. <laughs> and Mbenga just goes, to explosion? Explosions! Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, and he just ignores him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Boimler just, yeah, walks past him. It's very funny. <laughs> it's, it's really good. Uh, so Boimler says something about something being, like, dumb luck, and Spock unexpectedly laughs. He goes, yeah. ha And uh, it puts off Boimler. And Boimler's like, wait, Spock don't laugh. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, do, I do like that that sort of like plot thread where he fears that he he it was through his joke he gave uh, Spock emotions yeah <laughs> and like and worrying that he t- tainted the timeline too much thinking like oh god now Spock now now the future is going to be changed because I, I made Spock laugh mm-hmm. I'd like to taint a timeline if you know what I mean put my gooch up all on it uh, so suddenly an Orion ship approaches the Enterprise and so they beam the away team back up. Um, the Orion ship uh, Boimler claims is a science vessel and he says he just knows and Pike's like careful not to change the timeline mm-hmm. um, and Pike is like well just in case ready torpedoes and Boimler's like hey it's a peaceful vessel mm-hmm. and so Pike is like alright uh, taking your word for it stand down yeah, he doesn't want to be like uh, the ancestor of my friends on that ship yeah, like uh Tindy's uh Tindy's grandmother mm-hmm. like and uh who was part of part of the people part of the group that initially f- discovered it yeah. oh right and, and Boimler's was like uh you know what I think I'm gonna go meet Tindy's grandmother and you know <laughs> taste the source code <laughs> and that's what, and then he'll just do a bit Bashir and become his own grandfather I'm my own grandpa. I really, I really should put that on the soundboard. I feel like we reference "I'm my own grandpa" like every other episode. At Probably. This point. I should put the there, stupid, especially with all the to- all the time travel episodes. Yeah, definitely. <coughs> yeah, they they do really like the time travel in this. It's, yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a little bit much. <laughs> do loving the time travel? No, not really. Um, so Boimler stops Pike from going on the defensive uh, and tells him that the Orion vessel is peaceful. The Orion captain hails them and uh, tells them that they are, in fact, a science vessel, but then suddenly they beam up and steal the portal and warp away. Mm-hmm. So perhaps science. Yeah, I mean, science. part of science is like studying stuff. I mean, according to archaeologists, a big part of science is yeah. stealing things. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Just look at the British Museum. 
Yep. Just look at any Western museum, dog. Yeah. Any Western museum. I know. Yeah. That's one thing I was always struck by. Like, I lived uh, near the Walters uh, Art Museum in um, Baltimore. And the the Barbara beca- Walters Art Museum? Oh, uh, yeah. The Barbara Walters Art Museum. They should put her in a museum. She's so fucking old. <laughs> and she died. Didn't she? Well, they should put her in a museum. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They should mummify her. Yeah, yeah. But it was... It was funny going through and just like you know they had every every uh, place uh, you know by region and it's just like okay like it's kind of weird like we have this stuff from like South America Africa like all these all these like uh, these like rare art things mm-hmm. uh, and Baltimore <laughs> and just like <clears throat> and it just seems like uh, probably shouldn't be here probably yeah yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they definitely got those by legitimate means. Yeah. All of them. Because <laughs> white people are best known for going into foreign countries and doing nice things and making good mm-hmm. deals with people. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's the history of white people right there, folks. Yeah, it's like it's like zoos where it's just like, oh, this stuff's cool to see, but I don't know, this feels wrong. <laughs> right, right. Like, this animal could not naturally exist in this climate <laughs> yeah. so what are they doing here? what are they doing reminds me of um they used to have a, a fucking elephant up in alaska yeah and uh like there was a big uproar about it because elephants don't belong in alaska <laughs> um but bob barker put up all of the cash to fly this thing down to california and put it in a uh, like an animal sanctuary Did operation dumbo drop he did, uh, yeah. but without Danny Glover. Oh man, that was that's where he fucked up. No, I mean <laughs> he had a glove on, but yeah. for <laughs> entirely different reasons. I got to make sure this elephant's legit. I'm a farmer, Daddy. <laughs> Look at me, I'm a farmer <laughs> now. I'm a farmer, Daddy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Good for them. Yeah. I, I think one time I went to the Richmond Zoo, uh, mm-hmm. Richmond, Virginia Zoo, and there was a uh, a lion there. It was the saddest lion I'd ever seen. It actually made me feel sad. <laughs> Like I was just like I was, I was I think I was like twenty years old and I was just like man, this is the most depressing that I've ever seen. Yeah. Just the lion with the saddest face <laughs> and like and why, why did you believe him? He was lying. <sighs> hey, got him, everybody. Damn. Oh, Fuck you. Looks like uh, someone's writing the the script to. Uh, is this the joke too? Uh, yes, uh, we'll have to talk about that some other time we will, because we will. there's way too much meat on that bone, and it's too much all, meat on that bone. It's all rotten. Yeah, every little bit. I every love that scrap. movie. <coughs> this is endorsement for the movie. Is this a joke? We're gonna have to find you a good therapist. <laughs> um, I was actually thinking about that day. I was like, I, think <laughs> I, need, this, I need to start going to therapy. Yeah, yeah, you should. Therapy's awesome, man. Yeah, I should. Like, the therapy has helped me so much. And although, like, if you're watching or listening to this, it's not very apparent. Uh, I used to be way worse off than <laughs> I am. I used to be a mess. I don't know if you remember me, like, when I was working with you at Whole Foods, mm-hmm. but I was, like, an alcoholic mess. I was all up in my feelings in the past and a mm-hmm. lot of bad things. Mm-hmm. Like, Boimler's in the past here. That's true, yeah. And his feelings here. And his feelings. He's having lots of feelings about being in the past. Yeah, but instead of uh, you know having feelings about being in the past, I was an alcoholic because I had uh, an evil series of bosses, mm-hmm. basically. Like it sucks because like when we came in there, like all of my direct supervisors were cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like um, like uh, Brandon. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the the big guys, the three big guys. Yeah, three big guys. Um, but then uh, after that, uh, they all left, and like we were left with little evil guys. Yeah, yeah, just all tiny evil people. Yeah, straight up, 
Uh, except for, I mean, I guess Rob wasn't tiny. He was at least like a barrel of a man. Yeah. Tiny soul, though. Oh, tiny penis, too. <laughs> that dude had the tiniest penis energy besides besides his, his boss, Farron. Farron, yeah. Like, those two had the tiniest penises together. Varen was a little tiny, tiny little shit box. Oh, he was just a, he was uh, seven tons of shit in like a three pound box. Yeah. I don't know how he fit all that fucking shit in his, his little, little tiny, <laughs> tiny boy frame. Mm-hmm. God, I hate that guy so much. Me too. He's like one of the only people who I still, besides like labor lawyers and stuff like that, who I actively think about. But um, if I'm going to throw a brick through someone's window someday, it's him. Hmm. Tim. Theoretically, or as a joke. Yeah, on TV. On TV. On, in Minecraft. And yeah. I yeah, will, in, a, I, in a script you're writing. Yeah. You would th- you would throw a brick through his house. Yeah, I I'm gonna go to his Minecraft server <laughs> and tie up his wife and children, <laughs> and his Minecraft wife and children, and make him watch while I do absolutely unspeakable. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna do any of that, folks. Yeah, I mean, never. I mean, you wouldn't write that into your script that you're writing. No, uh, yeah. but I would put it on the Minecraft server. <laughs> you would put it on a Minecraft server. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, Pike tells Una that he made a mistake, uh, and he's back in his, his Pike room now with the saddle and everything. Mm -hmm. And they discuss Boimler philosophically, like Mm -hmm. why is he there? What does he mean to them? So now we go over to the bar and Chapel and Ortegas are there and they start messing with Boimler. (laughs) Uh, Chapel saying that he might have like a a weird like disease. Mm Mm-hmm. And Ortega's just busting his balls. <laughs> busting his balls. They're busting his balls, and he's like, hey, y'all busting my balls over here? Oh! Oh! Not busting these boims. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure, boims. Let's go for that. <laughs> uh, but they make him paranoid, and it's 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 a pretty funny little scene. Yeah, and they kind of fuck with him, like, you know, like, what are you what are you Google searching there? And he's like, ah! Yeah, and they're like, yeah, you need to delete that immediately. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I, I thought this was a much more responsible use of Ortegas for comedy. Yeah. And much more believable than like uh Yeah, she was coming off a funny one liner while we go to warp. Like Yeah, she got she, she plays a very good like um bullying big sister. Yeah, she like, I like I like her mischievous more so than yeah. snarky. Yes, yeah. Like, mischievous mischievous fits her much better. I yes. Think, so uh, so next, Boimler uh, tells the ladies uh, that he's jealous that they live in the golden age of exploration and they get to meet new aliens that are still aliens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then asks about Pike's upcoming birthday. And they didn't seem to know that his birthday's on Friday. And so they start to plan a little surprise party. A little surprise party. Everyone likes a surprise party. No one likes <laughs> I, a surprise I do party. like how they're just like... Like, how do you know it's his birthday? He's like, well, we're, you know, back in my time, it's a it's a national holiday. He's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, he's just like mm-hmm. letting it slip that, well, oh, yeah, all these people are living in, in, in a very legendary time, point of time, yeah. Yeah, ba- back in my time, we call his birthday uh, Italian Hairline Day. Italian Hairline Day. Yeah. Celebrating Italian hair. We, uh, we replace Columbus Day with that. <laughs> that. I would prefer that. Everyone would prefer that. Yeah. Except the Italians. No. No, they would, they, they, because then it's My actually mom like is saying, very against it. She's just like, Christopher Columbus was a good man. He was an evil <laughs> rapist. Yeah, I mean, well, she, she's going by A, Italian, B, uh, public schools. 
<laughs> just like our, the justification of, of United States history. I went to public school, but I'm not Italian. So. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> Every day I wake up and I look at the gun and I'm like, but I'm not Italian. Not Italian. And I go about <sighs> my day. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm 10% and that's like. <sighs> yeah, I feel that. I've tried to purge. Cu- I've tri- cut off your foot, man. I've tried to purge the my Italian side. Do a hundred and twenty-seven like hours, like bro. Snake sheds its fur. I've been trying to get rid of snake it. Snake sheds its fur, you say? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I've shed my feminine side, like <clears throat> a snake sheds its fur. Love it. Um, so next, Boimler goes to the turbo lift, and uh, Chapel's in there, and he asks Chapel about Spock acting happy. And uh, after some awkward conversation, he finally deduces that it's, in fact, Chapel, not him, mm-hmm. that's been influencing Spock and his behavior and making yeah. him smile and shit. Yeah, making him too happy, giving him too much of that good, good. For no yeah, longer. right? Like, maybe turn down your pussy, Chapel. Like, yeah. That's, that shit's way too fire, dog. Yeah. Like, you know, put it on the low setting or something. Okay? <laughs> Hose it off a little. Yeah, yeah. Fucking... <laughs> So I can make it take a lap, okay? Yeah, take like, a lap, take a lap. T- you know. Take a lap with that pussy. Go on. <laughs> cool it down, cool it down. Got that gorilla grip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or as uh, Eddie Murphy might say in Yellowface on uh, 2001's Norbit, Gorilla! Oh, no. He does that in that Norbit? I've never seen it. He, he very unfortunately does several times. <sighs> Man. Yeah, he spends a good chunk of that film in yellow face really yeah playing a character named mr wong oh no and i gotta say if that's wong i don't want to be right yeah it's funny like um there's like some disney show uh my roommate was watching called american born chinese mm-hmm. that has a uh, um kk k kway khan you know the dude uh little short round you know oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and who is in um, everything everywhere all yeah, at we once love him. he's he's so feel good I and he, he plays a former like uh 90s tv show actor mm-hmm. uh, who goes by the name wong and oh. and his catchphrase is what could go wong and then oh like, i like that and a lot. he, he gets it and then he gets hit on the head and so then like he's just like talking about how reductive <laughs> <laughs> like that his character was you know as it, because it like flash forward to current day you know it's current day because mm-hmm. like the pe- people are all, all the characters in the show are watching it mm-hmm. and then just like he's just like yeah that was actually pretty bad <laughs> <laughs> and then we have eddie murphy <laughs> basically making the same joke <laughs> like, yeah but much worse much trust, worse trust me, but it's much worse much worse it's very bad yeah he he hits all the tropes in that movie and it made me want to die <sighs> watch it I, I watch know, Norbit, yeah. yeah, is it on your Plex server? Oh, of course it is. Oh, wow. You know it you is. You know, if you have access to your Plex server, you can watch some insane shit. That's patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs. Patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs. Watch Norbit or don't. Probably shouldn't. <laughs> watch Norbit or die. Or watch Norbit and die. That's, that usually, that's, like, that's, the, that's the path you take. You watch Norbit and then you want to die. <laughs> so um, on the bridge, uh, Boimler gets up there from the turbo lift, and he helps the crew figure out how to track the Orion ship. And I forget how they do this, but he uh, he's well, he's like um, uh, he's like I know how to do it, and they're like you can't. And then he's like, well, what if you all turned your? Oh, backs? that's right, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't show how he does it, and yeah. they do, and he, he figures it out. Yeah, and he's like just like wrapped up in all the um, the the circuitry of the of the of the ship and, mm-hmm. and he's able to do it but uh yeah but they it never reveals how he does it because if he tells them 
that could affect the affect the future. Indeed, it could. So, uh, the ship uh, makes its way to where the Orion ship is settled, and they request the Orion captain return the portal. Um, and after a few exchanges, Boimler thinks that they're trying for a trade, as is the Orion way, mm-hmm. uh, and they want to trade. F- the grain that they have there that I think I mentioned uh, that they were taking to Setlik 2 at the very beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. They want to trade all that grain for the portal. Uh, and uh, I'm like, oh, this is going to cause a famine. Yeah. That's going to cause a famine. Mm-hmm. Um, so they get the portal back and uh, go back down to the portal planet. <coughs> and they try, they figure out a way to send Boimler uh, back through, but they only have one chance, right? Mm. And so they do it, and instead of Boimler going through, guess who comes out of the portal? Mariner. Ensign Mariner. Yeah, I, I do like how uh, Boimler is like like giving one last look and like have trying to have, have it like an emotional moment, mm-hmm. you know, of like you know just remember like his time spent with Pike and Spock and the others, and, <laughs> and then yeah, and Mariner flies out and tackles him. Pretty funny. Pretty funny. So in the conference room, they talk about how uh, they <coughs> have no heronium uh, to send them back, which is apparently the, the element that they need mm-hmm. in order to reactivate the portal. Um, so they figure out that they'd have to make their own, which uh, they, they, they can't really. Um, so Mariner off- at least now, like yeah. I'm wondering if like with great with like the material synthesis like in the future, I wonder if it's like no problem. Probably, yeah. um, because he asks if they can just like make one up, and they're like no. Um, yeah. So Mariner offers to help Ahura because she's a f- big fangirl. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Spock uh, makes a joke and smiles, and this freaks Boimler out hardcore. Yeah. And I like how Mariner also is like, they give each other looks like, ooh, it's like unsettling. Because mm-hmm. also Ethan Peck smiling is very unsettling. To it, it is because he doesn't move his cheeks, really. He no. just moves his lips. So it's like, yeah. it's very, very <laughs> off-putting. And he wasn't smiling with his eyes. It was a, it was a smile with mm-hmm. the with just the mouth only. And, it's, yeah. and that always looks very scary. Right. Yeah, it looks ingenuine. Mm-hmm. So in the hallway, Boimler asks why Mariner paired him uh, with Spock again, and uh, he is concerned that they want to get back home, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'd want to get back home too. Yeah. So next, Una comes up and uh, talks to Mariner, and she says that Boimler has her poster up in his bunk, <laughs> and she's like, "Is it a pinup?" And Mariner's like, uh, "It's." A poster and it's pinned up. Are we talking about the same thing? <laughs> yeah. Which is a really great comic timing. Really mm-hmm. good. Just yeah, back and forth. I really like that. Also, I loved uh, Boimler's uh, fancy walk away. Yes, <laughs> like he little did a little little booty shift, booty yeah. shake away. And I gotta say, like, is as good as Jack Quaid is at his character here. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Tawny Newsome completely knocks it out of the park. Oh yeah, she's very like good. she is so much her character mm-hmm. like watching her and other stuff too i don't know if you've like heard her on the like comedy bang bang or the mm-hmm. uh, her star trek podcast mm-hmm. or even um bajillion dollar properties was really good mm-hmm. um like she is the character of mariner mm-hmm. she has that energy and it's wild mm-hmm. it's pretty great F- fan of the show tawny newsome everybody oh. if you're listening you're probably not you probably stopped listening a long time yeah <laughs> 
it's like oh people yeah. are perverts uh, well I, yeah i asked her to be on our show and she's like yeah sorry because the it's because this upcoming strike i'm probably only going to be on a couple friends podcasts and i'm like yeah i understand we're not friends <laughs> um so yeah so you're in you guys are psychotic perverts <laughs> Ding. Damn it. Um, so Mariner uh, goes to help Ahura and absolutely fangirls over her and tells her she's a legend. Ahura says it's a lot of pressure to like to to live up to. Yeah. Which I could see that. Yeah. Like if anyone told me I was destined for great things, I would tell them no. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and they gotta do the same thing, you know, in Terminator too, you know, they keep telling like True, true. Keep down, like, oh, you're going to do the great things. He's like a little scumbag kid. <laughs> it's like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, I feel like scumbag kids do the most important things in life, though, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. And plus, you don't know. It's like, yeah, he becomes like a military leader. Like, you know who I'm sure was a scumbag kid? Hmm. George W. Bush. Yeah. I and mean, he did a lot of things in life. He did. <laughs> just that one thing about his, like, his time in the military, how he was just like the complete complete scumbag and just fucked off all the time <laughs> no that sounds right though yeah he's like uh like his 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 credentials are are were greatly replaced. oh yeah i was listening to uh what is it called um family of secrets that's a really good book mm-hmm. about the bush family and so it's very interesting yeah, like uh if you read it or listen to it on book on tape or something it's really yeah, good. i can't read so oh yeah book on tape book on tape's good i i don't understand words either so oh. i can't really do books oh Unless you, you like act it out for me, unless yeah. it's in a movie, <laughs> you've got you got what was they called like uh, it's like the simple brain. Where mm. you, can, you can only like you, stupid stasia. You're uh, you're you can only see images that flash in your mind. Not you don't have thoughts. Only only flashes of images. Right. That you like, interpret as. I just have to like uh, ask for the picture. Quiet brain. That's what it's yeah, called. Yeah, I I have to ask for the picture menu at McDonald's, yeah. and I just point to it and go. Give me, <laughs> give me this, and then they're like, uh, "That'll be like fourteen fifty-five, <laughs> sir." And I'm like, "No, understand number." That's the McDonald's M. <laughs> I want this, uh, sir. That's a picture of the Hamburglar. <laughs> <coughs> Hamburglar now, give him to me. <laughs> they just cut him out of the back, like just, like they, they, each 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 McDonald's has a Hamburglar in it. <laughs> so it's just like got a little freak that they have chained up <laughs> but it's it. like the ice cream machine to where it's <laughs> yeah. like oh it's still broken no you can't have him <laughs> and by broken they just mean his soul is yeah just like, he's just irrevocably broken inside like he's just like dead yeah it's he like, just keeps on trying to like off no himself with like the different <laughs> cooking implements there's the no McDonald's. light behind the eyes no no like he steals the hamburgers to try to kill himself with him <laughs> with them he's yeah. just like try he just picks up a hamburger and just starts smashing <laughs> against himself <laughs> hoping to kill himself uh, whomst among us has not done that. <laughs> That's true. That's yeah. very true. We've all worked in kitchens before. <laughs> we have all worked in kitchens. <sighs> um, so back at the bar, uh, Mariner gets some fake Orion Hurricanes with fake Orion Delac in it because the real stuff, she says, will ruin your life, <laughs> which uh, I'm game. And we find that out later too. Mm-hmm. I like I like the I like how it pays off at the end. So yeah, it's called a callback. Yes. So Ortegas uh, calls Mariner a good bad influence, mm-hmm. which is something I identify with <laughs> very much. Mm-hmm. Like I am a bad influence, but fun. Yeah, but fun. Yeah, it's a lot easier when you can't read. Yes. Um, you can only point at pictures on the menu. Yeah, or I just like point at their genitals and like gimme that 
(laughs) That's the Hamburglar. (laughs) Again? That's what you call your pussy? (laughs) (laughs) Burgles ham, so... I want to fuck the Hamburglar. (laughs) (laughs) Give me the Hamburglar's ass. Um, So... Uh, next, uh, we're with Ortegas in Ahura, and Ortegas encourages Ahura to take a break once in a while and not try so hard to live up to her name, mm-hmm. her future name. So next, they discover that the glyphs on the portal are ancient symbols. Mm. I like a good glyph. I don't know about you. Yeah. Glyphs are pretty cool. Yeah, glyphs are pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. So next, uh, working together, Spock tells Boimler that if his emotions are bothering him, that must mean something changes him in the future, and he's no longer emotional, mm. which is pretty good deductive reason. Yes. Uh, Spock says he finds himself curious um, about the future, and uh, then suddenly everything blows up. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I've also been taking chances, and then like, he's like, oh, he's like, when this thing starts sparking, he's like, well, and, he qu- and just quietly shuffles away, and like, yeah, and he's like, bad. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, that means go away. Yeah, uh, that means uh, take cover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so next, uh, we have Boimler with uh, Pelia, which is a great scene. Mm-hmm. I really love this. So Boimler talks to Pelia, and uh, they don't have any more grain for Setlik Two because they traded it for the portal. Mm-hmm. And uh, Boimler deduces that they'll have to resettle all the people from Setlik 2 uh, who have been there for generations, which is incredibly fucked up. Yeah. I li- it's, it's weird because, like, I don't know, if I were Pike, I'd be like, fucking keep the portal. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Uh, we have to, like, help millions of people with their food. <coughs> um, yeah. And it's like, and also you should understand, like, Boimler as being Starfleet mm-hmm. understands the meaning of sacrifice. It's right. It's like, okay, well... Are we going to set, like risk everything to um, send this one Starfleet young Starfleet officer back home, or are we he's going an ensign? To, right? Yeah, he's an ensign. It's not yeah. that important. Or are we going to make make uh, uh, make sure these people don't have to be resettled mm-hmm. from their from from their from their ancient from their uh, uh, home home planet? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Pelia, in a roundabout way, tells um, Boimler's story about someone she knew who. Uh, wanted to become a hero, and so they just pretended to be until one day they were one. Yep, fake it till you make it. Yeah, which uh, is pretty pretty good advice, I think. Mm-hmm. Like no one. Here's here's a fun secret. Nobody knows what's going on. Mm-mm. Nobody. No. No. Everyone's just faking it and like pretending. The people who think they know what's going on are the dumbest motherfuckers <laughs> alive. They they have you know it's like you know conservatives think they know what's going on and it's all fucking like static that they heard from like OAN Fox yeah. News and their online fucking Facebook forums, all of which is fucking dog shit. Like chickens 3D printed. Did you know that? The chicken is 3D printed. That was a big thing going on. Like. Uh, yeah, like, that, that, that's that's why all these, these chickens have bones in them. Yeah. Like, well, I think the breast meat uh, that you buy in stores is being 3D printed. And so it, it is kind of like a, like a massive uh, psychosis, I think, happening right now. It's pretty yeah. interesting, but everyone's just like convinced that uh, there's a lot of people convinced that, yeah, chickens are being 3D printed right now by... I mean, it almost makes sense because, yeah, the government has categorically been lying to us our entire lives. Just this week, we uh, we had more alien reveals. Which is all fucking bullshit. It is. Like, that's the thing. Like, I was not excited. Like, I feel like I would like I would have been excited for this at some point. Mm-hmm. 
but it's just like I just know it's bullshit. No, and it's, so it's, it's a distraction. It's, 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 I was like, I had no reaction to it. I didn't even watch the clip. I'm like, oh, whatever. Who cares? It's not. It's unless you are unless you are bringing me a live alien to say hello to. Mm-hmm. I don't not give a fuck. So <laughs> I want to see a spaceship or an alien alive or dead, and then I'll believe it. So you know what? You know what it is. Mm-hmm. This is just a a congressional committee to put all of the problem children on. Yeah. All of the politicians who actually want to cause like actually create a material change in some way and change the system in any way. This is where this is the fucking committee they're getting put on. <laughs> You're going on alien duty. Yeah, not they're not going to like, you know, fucking the appropriations committee or like the banking committee or anything no. like that. They're all getting cordoned off on this fucking bullshit little field trip mm-hmm. that doesn't matter. Yeah. And the ultimate answer is, oh, we have a lot of drones. We're, we have more drones looking for the aliens. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we'll have these people oversee this committee to make drones that we put into, into, into space. Why, why on earth <coughs> would any alien ever come to Earth? Yeah. We don't it, even have we don't we don't even have warp warp speed travel yet. We don't have anything interesting here. We're yeah. just like around here fucking each other up and yeah, maybe it'd be like something kind of interesting like, you know, Jane Goodall going and observing monkeys and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But monkeys are smarter than us. Yeah. Or like um to pole like going in. Yeah. So it's like giving us velcro and just observing us while they wait for repairs. Mhm. True. Yeah. So, you know, thanks just, for velcro. Thanks for Velcro aliens. Yeah, Velcro rocks. Yeah, I mean, who knows? If there are aliens, they could be living amongst us. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just see them just like skipping past us as fast as humanly possible. Yeah, I I would just burn us to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> That's really the only way to go here. Yeah. So Boimler finds Mariner on a shuttle, and uh, she reveals that the markings on the portal just say, this is a portal. Which was a great joke, I yeah. thought. Um, so, and also very realistic. Yeah. Like, things are labeled. And, like, I feel like... Yeah, Stargate. Yeah. You know, Stargate. Stargate like, just says Stargate. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking... Why not? That movie yeah. rules. Yeah, that, I mean, that show rules. That Stargate show rules, yeah. Just SG-1, though. Yeah. Uh, Atlantis, not so much. No. Infinity, not at all. <laughs> That's a cartoon, I think. Mm, yeah. Never no. saw it. Yeah, they have some real stinkers in there. So, uh, Boimler is determined to trade back the portal for the grain so that he can stop worrying about the future and help in the present, which mm. is very noble of him. I like yeah. that. So next, uh, Laon finds them and takes them to Pike's quarters. They are reprimanded until they reach Starbase 1, and then they will be in the hands of Starfleet. Mm-hmm. So they're, they've had enough of their bullshit, yeah. which I don't disagree with. No. They've been causing some bullshit for sure. They've been causing some bullshit. So Mariner tries to take the blame and says that Boimler can't be put in the brig by the man he dressed up for his Halloween, <laughs> yeah. which, which is pretty uh, funny. I, I really like that line, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah if I could, like, you dresses me for Halloween. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, and uh, that's something that's, like, very reasonable. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, like in my head canon, that's already happened. Yes. Yeah, so when they said that, I was like, I, had to, I got a kick out of it. Mm-hmm. So Pike reveals he knows about the surprise party, and he says, uh, hey, don't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he. And I do like how he does have like pretty much telling them like, you know, like 
because he knows, because like you know, Boimler's like you know, you need to have your party because you don't have many New Year's years you have left. And yeah, and then Pike is like, uh, I pretty much know. Yeah, yeah. I, without saying, with, without saying it, mm-hmm. like without saying like, oh yeah, I know what happens to me. He's, mm-hmm. He tells them like, yeah, he's he's resigned to his fate. He's yeah. a fatalist, which I totally get. Good yeah. man. Yeah, um, he knows he has to do it for the greater good. It's like a responsibility that's on him to do. Right. And then uh, he mentions that this is the first year that he's outlived his father. Yeah. Which uh, actually comes to shades of uh, when um, when Kirk tells Pike that in Star Trek Beyond, I think. Yeah. I think or Star so. Trek yeah, Into yeah. Darkness. Into Darkness. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That's true. He does say that. Yeah, yeah. Kirk is like, oh, yeah, I'm now one year older than my father. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I, I thought, I don't know if it was an intentional callback, but if mm. it was, that was actually like a master class. Yeah, that's good. At, at tying in, you know, a little line from the fucking AOS into here. Yeah. Because, I mean, they go through the series here pretty much. I mean, mm-hmm. they mention Enterprise. Uh, they yeah, definitely they mention like TOS and SMW era stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they, they go through the TNG, TNG with Worf. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, they this this whole episode to me <laughs> was just a very long love letter to Star Trek. Yeah, and I thought it was great. Yeah, it was great. I thought it was great without without being overtly that. Like mm-hmm. there's references, but it doesn't feel like there's a story there where you're not like. No, yeah, no, it, it's got good rails on it. It's got good bones. It, it isn't just like. It isn't just member berry stuff. It's like member this, member this. Although one thing I wish they did have is. Um, I wish they had that Cajun bones come back, boy. <laughs> the Cajun bone. I wish they had that bone come on the ship and be like, hey, boy, why are you a robot, boy? I'm Ensign Netherhead. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm a gator man that made it into Starfleet. First gator man in Starfleet. <laughs> it's weird they got a gator man before they got to Klingon. I mean, you can see that I went back in time too. You know, I'm part. I'm on the. I'm on the Gators, the Florida Gators. I was the mascot for a minute, <laughs> and you see depictions of me on the ancient texts and in their clothings and what's not. I was a bit of a figure back then, but I was just like the Florida Gator man. I tried to change it. I was I, I had people talk to me about my temporal protocols, but I couldn't. I couldn't help it. I just became the. I just became the Florida Gators. But but you know then uh, then 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 they got rid of uh, all schools in Florida. You see? <laughs> oh, they did. Yeah, all schools in Florida. So so then I was out of a job. And I'm like, <laughs> what what does a Gator man do in this brave new future? <laughs> That was because of me. Everyone was afraid to send their kids to school because I kept eating them. I, I know, know, as a gator man, you know, you have to eat children, so that's why they close the schools. I, I, as a gator man, I must say, them college kids, extra fucking tasty. <laughs> extra why fun. they make them so tasty? <laughs> why they make them yeah, so I mean, tasty? Yeah, 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 I, I, I cook up that big rack of ribs right there. God damn. <laughs> God damn, they juicy. How are you going to make these college kids so juicy make me not want to eat them? Come on. Come on now. Come on now. Mm. Bye. <laughs> so, um... Pike uh, mentions the NX-01, and it gives Boimler an idea. Yeah, he's like, oh, ding! Yeah, so uh, cut to a conference room, and Boimler explains that the NX-01, the original Enterprise from Enterprise, also known by some people as Star Trek Enterprise, correctly, um, explains the NX-01 had heronium alloy in its hole. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not... H-O-L-E, unfortunately. Yeah. Because I'd like a bit of uh, heronium alloy in my hole, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Getting paid. Getting some of that boy's hole. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to get pegged. Don't take that seriously. I'm not a bottom. (coughs) Please don't. Um, Mm -hmm. So tradition has it that when a new ship is built, 
It has a piece of the previous ship built into it. Mm. And was that was that has it been established before, or is this is this like giving us some lore? I don't know. It, no matter what, I think it's fun, and I think it almost makes sense. Yeah. I mean, because like uh, I know at least with the Enterprise, they have the Scorch, which is like the yeah, oldest the piece of it. Yeah. And you know, like basically everything else has been replaced. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um. So they should uh, have heronium in the ship somewhere since it's built into it, into the construction of it. So they dig around and they find the heronium. And Ortegas uh, talks about how her middle school gym was named after none other than Travis Mayweather, the first pilot of the NX-01, mm. which uh, we love Travis Mayweather. Yeah, Travis Mayweather is the rules. Yeah, yeah. It's a great callback to Enterprise there and one of the only callbacks to Enterprise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only acknowledgement of Enterprise mm. and, other, and something. They've actually, they've actually mentioned Enterprise stuff a few more times in the series, and they actually mentioned yeah. Captain Archer in this episode specifically, yeah. which I love. So Ortegas and Ahura realize uh, that they're fangirling over the NX-01 crew, just like the time travelers are about the Enterprise crew. And Oops. it finally clicks to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's fun. So Yeah, it's like, wait, man, do we sound like them? They're like, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, what is there anything you fangirl over like they fangirl over Enterprise and NX-01? Hmm. I mean, I do have my little things, like... Little things. Like Guar, uh-huh. Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. I have my stupid little little things I, I covet. Yeah. How about yourself? No. No. <laughs> no, I, I mean, dumb movies. Like, mm. I might say someone like Neil Breen, because mm. I'm just fascinated by Neil we, we Breen. Were, we did think we were going to meet him that one time. I mean, I don't think he goes to his screenings, really. No. I, yeah. We were hoping he would be at that screening. No, I don't think so. No. He's got too many screenings. Too many screenings. He's too popular. There's too many screens! <laughs> <laughs> no more screens! No more screens! Um, we love you, you, Neil Breen. Yes. Please, please come back to us. <laughs> uh, so, Boimler and Mariner tell Una... Um, that she's a huge reason why he joined Starfleet <laughs> and they, they talk about her poster and how it's like their recruitment poster that mm-hmm. says Ad Astra uh, Aspira or whatever mm-hmm. and she's like taken aback and she's like although I should reprimand you for revealing the future thank you yeah and it's, it's a sweet little moment mm-hmm. so next we got to Boimler Mariner Pike and La'on uh, who, all who go down to the planet the portal planet and the and uh, old- Boimler got to have his live long and prosper Oh, that's right. That's right. Right before he leaves, fucking uh, Spock gives him a live long and prosper. And he's like, t- he's like, you know, cause he, at the beginning, he's just like, I want, I want to uh, see Spock right on this spot and say, mm-hmm. you know, Edinson Boimler, live long and prosper. And he gets that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the noise his penis makes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's him getting hard. Yeah. And fits that that was a purple button that you hit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're color coded for a reason. Yeah. Boim- yeah. The Boimler's erection noise. Well, it's any any erection I feel is purple. Uh, yeah. I don't have synesthesia or anything. I just uh, like to spray paint penises purple. Do you think so. Boimler has purple pubes? Absolutely. Yeah. Because like, I wonder if that's his natural hair color or... Absolutely. Yeah, it's purple. Yeah, purple. Yeah, yeah the drapes match the carpet. I mean, he shaves off his pubes, but uh, if they would come in, yeah. Uh, they'd be purple. Yeah, yeah. Like, like Barney the Dinosaur fur? Uh, dinosaurs don't have fur. Barney does. No, he doesn't. Yeah. No. Barney's felt. 
He's plush. Yeah, he's made of felt, but that's not fur. It's fur. That's not fur. <laughs> it's like how Muppets have fur. Yeah, Muppets actually have fur, though. Yeah, but also, but they but have... like, s- Kermit the Frog doesn't have fur. Kermit has fur. Frogs don't have fur. <laughs> he's a Muppet. He's different. He's, he's not a frog. He's a Muppet. He's made out of felt, but yes. he's not furry. He's there furry. are actual Muppets, like Gonzo, with actual fur. Yes, but Or Fozzie has but, actual but the, fur. But the felt is like fur. Felt is not like fur. <laughs> the, the, that is their skin. He's a frog. Yeah, and he has furry skin. Frogs don't have furry skin. But Muppets do. No. <laughs> Look, we're going to go. I'm going to go track down a, a, a Kermit the Frog Muppet, and I'm going to show you he has fur. No, he's felt. He's not furry. <laughs> fur, like, requires, like, an actual length of fur. He's felt. It's kind of like a sheep. Do you, so, <laughs> so do you think they should, just for realism, make Muppets out of skin? No, I think I think he's a Muppet. Uh-huh. And I, I think he's made out of felt, and that's fur. Fur isn't felt, because there's ones <laughs> that are made out of felt with actual fur. Yes. Frogs aren't fucking furry! <laughs> he's a Muppet, though. All right, we're, I'm going to get mad about this. We're just going to continue. Uh God damn you, Pat. <laughs> you son of a bitch! Uh, so, um, Pike strikes a deal with the Orions, where the Orions get to say they discovered the portal in exchange for using the portal. And the, the captain of the ship is like, it's all I ever wanted. Yeah. And it's actually kind of a touching moment. I did like that, yeah. He's yeah. like, you know, wants to, like, not be known as the as libertarian pirate. Yeah, exactly. He's mm. like, I'm a liberal pirate. <laughs> I'm a liberal pirate. They ain't gonna know me as no Gadsden flag, motherfucker. A single tear rolls down his cheek and he goes, Science fucking rules. <laughs> he puts on the Kente cloth. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Can you give print me out a, a a thing from Elon Musk Middle School and says I went there? <laughs> or how about Diane Feinstein Middle School? Diane, yeah. Uh, yeah. <coughs> fucking Diane Feinstein. Yep, whatever. So, um, they using the part uh, from the NX-01, they activate the portal and say their goodbyes before stepping back into their own time. Oh, Yep. So now they are back on the Cerritos, and Boimler finds out the Mariner uh, actively volunteered for the mission just so she could ensure Boimler could go. Aww. Which is really sweet. And yeah. This is one of those sweet touching moments that like kind of shows more depth to the show than it yeah. seems to have. She's a, she's a badass with a heart of gold. Indeed. Um, and now in the final scene, we're back on the Enterprise and everybody is drinking Orion Delac. And it, with the special ingredient. With uh, Well, no. They're drinking Orion Hurricanes with mm. Orion Delac in it. Yeah. So Delac is the, is yeah. the ingredient. Um. And it makes them all animated. Yes. And this was pretty fun, although obviously, like, none of these people are voice actors. No. So it wasn't, like, as spot on as mm-hmm. the, like, um, lower deck stuff. But mm-hmm. they're all animated, and it's pretty funny. Like, Spock's arm is all wavy. Yeah. And, like, and Benga's like, what is in this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do like that. And that was, like, the he's very like, end of the episode. He's, like, screaming. He's like, uh, what is in this? Because, like, because they're all like, is everything a little two-dimensional to you right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty fun. Pretty, pretty fun. fun. Yeah, but uh, that's the episode. What'd you think? I liked it. Um, uh, I think you know. I think we've. Bo- I think we were both in agreement that it was a good episode. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I think Jack Wade and Tawny Newsom, like they just seamlessly fit into their roles, their mm-hmm. animated roles. Like they really embodied like their 
animated selves mm-hmm. in real in real life. Yeah, and I thought they did an excellent job of mm-hmm. that. And I like when I initially heard that this um, that this episode existed, mm-hmm. I was kind of worried how they were going to do the crossover between because like you know. Strange I mean, New Worlds and it's a reasonable skepticism. Yeah, I and because like Strange New Worlds and Lower Decks are very different shows. They are very different. However, I gotta say they are the two <laughs> most consistently good Star Trek. Yes, basically ever. Yeah, like it's like I'm a fan of both. Like you know, it's like you know you're a fan of like you know two two very different things. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, they both tell very good Star Trek stories. Yeah, and but like you just wonder how like it would fit together, and I think they did an excellent job of that. You know, just like. And they kept it light. They didn't. They didn't try to make it too serious or anything. No. So, which is it was. It was kind of a mostly a farce, but like farce. a fun little farce that actually like added just a little bit to the story. Mm-hmm. Or added a little bit to both universes yeah. without like distracting from the main arcs of either either series. No. No. Yeah. yeah, and it's fun. Like they both got to have that little time, you know. But yeah, it's just like you do wonder, like you know. The only the only complaints I would have is like yeah it's kind of funny that they just let them have fun around the ship you know mm-hmm. unsupervised uh, that's you know that's the only thing I'm like you know it's like whatever but you know they got to have a you had a fun little a hijinks and fun a fun episode and, yeah and again I, also I said before like Boyam Binga interacting with Boimler I think that would have been like mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah, Mbenga like he obviously has some good comedic chops. Yeah. I'd like to see him in there more like, and I feel like he like. Even though he only had a few lines in the mm-hmm. whole episode, like he definitely shone the brightest out of most of the actors as far as comedy goes. Yeah, he did. Like I thought Ethan Peck was pretty good in this too. Mm-hmm. And Ortega, yeah, Ortega. Or, or, Ortega, yeah, Ortega. They actually like started fleshing her out in a way that I feel like she needs to be fleshed out, mm-hmm. like a little bit mischievous and like fun. Yeah, but not just not not so sarcastic. She all does. The time. She does have a good good personality that fits with like you know I'm just fucking with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I like a lot, a lot more than the hey we're going to warp, Captain. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like, yeah. 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 She she's, she she does have a, a, uh, some like manic goblin energy that could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely yeah. goblin mode. Yeah. Definitely some goblin mode stuff yeah. there for sure. Um, yeah, we love manic goblin girls. Hell yeah. We certainly do. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but a uh, really great episode. I'd give it like a eight and a half out of ten, maybe something yeah. like that. I mean, it's not the best episode of the series, but it's kind of up there, honestly. Yeah, yeah. honestly, yeah. yeah it's like uh, I'm glad that they got to breach these two worlds because you know, like mm-hmm. back during you know TNG, DS9, and Voyager, like there was lots of opportunities to have crossovers between characters. Right. Like pretty much all the characters from all of the series pretty much end up on each other. Mm-hmm. Like, like you know, Voyager gets both TNG and um, and uh, DS9 characters, you know, and then DS9 had TNG characters. Which DS9 character was in Voyager? Uh, first episode, Quark. Oh, that's right. That's yep. right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Quark was they yeah. start because they started off on D, um, D right, Space right. Nine. So, right. so we got to have like you know, it, it, it was, it, that, and I felt that you know since they all had the same kind of tone direction, you know, mm-hmm. it, it felt that was like very easy to pull off whereas right. like this was just like i was kind of worried cause mm-hmm. of how they were going to pull off like throw the hijinks in the serious star trek show yeah like yeah like the two tones are, ve- are way off so and, and of course two-tone. two different also two different formats you know animated and live action so right, it's right. just like wow this is this is a feat and i th- i thought they did an excellent job of, yeah, I thought of they doing that did it seamlessly and you, you know um next week 
I guess. I think it's going to be the real <coughs> test when they do the musical episode. You know what I'm excited for? Because I love musical episodes. I sometimes do. Mm. Uh, you know, like Buffy didn't like that episode. What? That's one of my favorite episodes. Here's Once the, more with feeling. I love that episode. Here's the thing. I fucking hate Buffy. <laughs> oh, really? I love Buffy. One of my least favorite shows. Spike, I, Spike is one of my favorite characters. I like Spike. Yeah, Spike is excellent. Yeah, Spike is cool because he's fucking goth. He also has fuck. the best fucking song in that episode. I don't even remember it. Oh, what? Oh, my God. It's been a long time. I, I can sing it, but I, I'm not. No, no. Uh, I've, <laughs> I've tried to get all the way through Buffy several times, and I just can't do it. I don't think it's that good. Mm, I just don't. I mean, it is very Whedon-esque. It's Whedon-esque, and it's like it's campy in the most heterosexual way, way possible. Yeah. Which uh, I love camp, but hetero camp fucking <laughs> sucks. I mean, I mean, it did have quark in it. Fine fine but it's like Armin Shimmerman's in a lot of bad shit man <laughs> he's a great character actor but he's not in but I can see what you mean because like I did like I did like a lot of characters but again like with Josh Whedon all of his characters sound the same they just they, sound, they just sound like they speak in his voice yeah and they all have is, and everyone has his sense of humor but there were there were good a lot of the good moments on so that show it, and I found it at least believable in Buffy because everyone's like a teenager yeah and that's kind of how teenagers do talk yeah but once he started making like purely adult films, I completely lost his plot because yeah. I'm like, fucking grown ass adults don't talk like this. Like, oh, I guess this is happening. Oh boy, yeah. this is the thing. <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Yeah. So well, no. uh, you know, I think I'm gonna watch once more with feeling right. Uh, well, I'm gonna do a double feature where I'll watch. Um, uh, what's it called? Is this a joke? Is no, uh, <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no uh, the musical episode of Strange, Strange New Worlds. Oh, uh, I forget what it's called. Yeah, I forget it's what it's not called. until next week. Oh so. uh, yeah, well I'll watch that and then I'll watch um, uh, Once More with Feeling because I love that episode. You know what you should do instead? Mm -hmm. You know it's a much better musical episode of anything than uh, than Buffy could ever hope for. Hmm. It's a fucking Rocky Horror. Oh yeah, I love Rocky Horror. Rocky Horror fucking rocks. Yeah. Now that's that's the right kind of camp because yes. that is purely gay camp. Purely gay camp. That's that's great. That is great horror comedy musical right mm -hmm. there, in a way that Buffy could never even <laughs> hope to touch. No, no. But you know, you should listen to Spike's song again. I do like Spike. Spike is at least a cool character because he's the only one who's like, well, because he's like an ancient vampire or whatever. Yeah. He's the like only one on the show who doesn't like talk and act like Joss Whedon, yeah. like a teenage doofus. And also, like, it's funny because he's like comes off as really tough, but also he's just like a pussy soft boy on the inside. Yeah, which and is why I identify with him. Yeah, this way. yeah, because yeah, I, I do like how it turns out that he's like a pussy soft boy, and then mm -hmm. and he's like uh, like this like really uh, embarrassing uh, romantic, mm -hmm. and it's like a part of him that he realizes there, and he's very embarrassed of, but he can't help but fight it. And I think that comes off in his song that he sings, and and that's in that episode so i think we should watch it no uh, <laughs> i think that's a good place for us to leave it yeah today. yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah. Well, thanks for hanging with us soldiers yeah be well travel safe and uh yeah go watch that episode go watch not, those not, old scientists yeah not not the and buffy episode. Uh, no, once more with feeling don't watch the buffy episode <laughs> cut your mic sorry you don't get to recommend shit like that here. <laughs> it's fine um yeah. Watch. Uh, is this a joke? <laughs> okay, I'll leave that in. All right, all, right. all right. Yeah, I guess that's about it. Yeah. Thanks for hanging with us, soy boys, girls, and overly beans. Hang dong and shocker. So
sois, 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 Ha, ha, ha.